0: Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very, very special edition—a bonus episode of the Attractions Podcast. I am your host, Seth. Carly is off today, uh, but I am here with a bonus interview uh, with someone who is a long-standing supporter uh, and member of the Florida theme park and entertainment community. Um, She's a uh, radio personality, a performer, uh, an ambassador for wildlife, and uh, a key member of the Gatorland team. Um, And I am very thrilled to be able to introduce Savannah Bone. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having Big me. Big applause! Super excited to be here.
0: Big applause! Um, if you do not already know, Savannah, I am going to kick this off by reading just a little bit of her bio uh, to give That's you. Gonna take
1: you a long time. It's
0: I'm I'm going to read the the Cliff Notes version <laughs> because uh, this this is an impressive bio. Uh, But she is one of Florida's most passionate and influential voices for the protection of alligators, crocodiles, and Florida wildlife, and a leading crocodilian advocate within the global wildlife conservation community. Uh, She is the Crocodilian Enrichment Coordinator at Gatorland in Orlando, Florida, which is, of course, the alligator capital of the world. Yes. Um, She is the International Ambassador for Gatorland Global Conservation since 2018. Um, and uh, she is a loving, fearless, platinum blonde force to be reckoned with, <laughs> and the foremost female at the park who is hands-on with some of the biggest reptiles in the planet. But uh, I first came to know her as a member of the Monsters on 104.1. Uh She has more than 25 years entertainment experience uh, on radio uh, and live performance, Um uh, she is the queen of the Gators, and it is so great to have you with us.
1: Thank you so much, and that's a great introduction. Your introductions are known the world over. <laughs> like your introductions yeah. are amazing.
0: <laughs> well, I, I gave I gave Carlos uh, a big glow up when uh, he he came. We gave him a big introduction, and you deserve uh, no less. Well, thank um, you. I you know we we have so much uh, that you have done and are doing uh for us to talk about um i want to just start back turn the clock way back to the 1990s Uh, i know you can tell i I know you don't look like you were around in the 90s i you can tell from my gray hair that i was uh but when i first moved to town uh i started listening to 104.1 and discovered what at the time was called the russ and beau show uh and later turned into uh to the monsters in the midday and then in the morning uh and you were a key member of, of that team that kept me entertained on my long car rides to and from Universal. Um, and I just want to I just want to start a little get a little bit of idea of um, how you how you survived that experience because uh, you were a, <laughs> a woman surrounded by a bunch of I won't even say men by a bunch of boys, um, and you were often uh, emotionally and physically kind of the butt of bits you went through you know a lot of stuff on air did that prepare you for working with giant alligators and crocodiles uh in your your job now
1: well I think even before that Seth and thank you again for having me and thank you for that great introduction like so I grew up with two brothers and a dad and a very very uh very very male dominated uh family Mm -hmm. and um when in leaving my little hometown in South Carolina, uh, like my dad, like my grandfather did, uh, I joined the Marine Corps. So that's another step in the pretty much male dominated uh, sort of industry. Like mm-hmm. the Marine Corps is, definitely has a lot more men than uh, women. But uh, it was I was up to the task. And uh, so I think my whole life just mm. prepared me for what I'm doing right now.
0: Um, and... You know, obviously, uh, you are uh, part of the Gatorland team, but you have been here in Orlando for a long time. Yes. And uh, we are a theme park, uh, we are Attractions Podcast. So uh, before going to work for Gatorland, what kind of uh, relationship or experiences did you have around the theme parks? Were you a fan of going to theme parks? Did you have any favorite attractions or rides?
1: Well, I always love the theme parks, like all the theme parks. Ah, uh, I remember I used to go to wet and wild all the time. Uh, that was one of my favorite. Isn't that what it was called? Wet and wild. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It... So wet and wild when they would do like Florida residence specials. I love going there. Of course, I love going to Disney. Like anytime you get to go to Disney, like it's just a breathtaking sort of experience. I love Universal. like I, I'm I, on my bucket list right now is Peppa Pig Land, which I <laughs> haven't been to yet. Um. And then uh, Legoland, of course, Uh, we just, we just, I, I just feel like my, like I've loved, I'll tell you top secret when I was 16 years old, I ran away to Orlando on a Greyhound bus so I could go to Disney and I could be Cinderella, which I'm sure little girls from all around the world do the same thing. But first of all, I was 16 Second, I was way too tall to be Cinderella and uh, ended up having to go all the way back home on the same Greyhound bus wow. <laughs> from Orlando.
0: That That's an amazing story. So you were destined to be a princess in a theme park. You just didn't necessarily think it would be a princess of gators.
1: I don't think Gatorland had a princess <laughs> then, but I was happy to uh, create that role and uh, take it over as swiftly as I created it.
0: Well, let's, let's turn the clock back. What was your first uh, experience with reptiles? And ga- did you go into Gatorland? Uh, I understand that, that back in the day, uh, when you were out in California, you worked at a reptile zoo. So that kind of prepared you.
1: So I went to California. My son at the time was skateboarding a lot and we were living in Cocoa Beach and he wanted to do that more professionally. So Southern California is the place to do that. Mm. So we went there. I thought I had a radio job lined up when I got there, but that fell through. And then once that fell through, I was just scrounging around trying to find any job. Found a job at a reptile zoo in California. And Mm. as I was there over time, kind of realizing well this is the thing that I love like I always used to catch snakes when I was a little girl I always used to catch lizards anything that moved like I would catch it and try to study it in my own childlike way of studying it Um, lots and lots and lots of pet frogs Um, so being in that reptile zoo kind of made me and I always loved Gatorland like I always loved Gatorland and I remember the first time I was ever at Gatorland like I remember all of it and thinking like you know, one day I'll get to work at this park and that'll be the day that I made it. So while I was in California working at this reptile zoo, I was applying to Gatorland the whole time. Like, I want to come home. I want to work for Gatorland. I want to come home. I want to work for Gatorland. So finally it all kind of merged together and I got to I got I got the job I wanted. That was my I have arrived moment for sure.
0: That's fantastic. I'm I'm so glad they finally listened and hired you. So
1: yeah, it was like seven years I was applying. If you want to know the truth, keep knocking so,
0: on that door. Wow. Yeah,
1: and then once they gave me a little crack in the door because they only hired me part time in the beginning, I just kicked the door down and just pushed on through there. And now I think uh, I think. You know, Gatorland is thriving, doing better than it's ever, probably ever done in the history of the park that's been there for 75 years, which mm. also is, again, just like a miracle to stay afloat for that many years as a family-owned business.
0: So, so tell me, talk to us about some of the projects that you've been involved in, some of the things you've done with Gatorland that you're most proud of.
1: So, uh, so when you say like, for those of you who don't know, when you say like <laughs> crocodilian enrichment, right? Mm. That's basically I have to try to think of games, activities, and things like that for crocodiles and alligators to play, okay. right? If you Cause, believe
0: because a bored something. reptile is a dangerous reptile, right? Well, you I want mean, you I'm... want to keep them happy. <laughs> you don't want these guys to be annoyed, right? <laughs>
1: Well, we like to we like to make sure that, you know, there are different things coming in and out that, you know, would be nor- like normally if an alligator or crocodile lives in a big lake, like they're going to be different things like boats will come through or like, you know, different kind of fishermen and stuff like that. So we like to keep their minds sharp, like give their bodies something to do so they're not just laying around mm-hmm. bored all the time, even though alligators and crocodiles do like to kind of just lay around. Um <laughs> We like to give them stuff to do that we think or they they seem to enjoy uh, being a part of.
0: Okay, so give me an example of a, a crocodile game or activity that you've helped come up with that people might be surprised by.
1: So in the deep summertime, right, uh, we get these 55-gallon drums, right? And, and then in the drum, I put uh, different kinds of things like... Fish, red meat, chicken, little bit of blood that may be left over, maybe some feral hog meat. And I freeze it in this gigantic thing. And then once it's frozen, we float it out into the lake. Right. Mm. So as it's in the it's, it's in the lake water, it starts to, you know, sort of melt. And and then the crocodiles and alligators can have their first like imagine the first time you ever tasted ice cream or imagine the first time you ever tasted ice. So a crocodile is never going to come into contact with ice. So they get to go up and then their sensors get to feel this new feeling that they've never had before. And at the same time, they get a treat from it. So um, that's just one of the things like sometimes we give them fruits. Like, so they're generally meat eaters, but they also eat some vegetation or the vegetation that's in the meat that they eat. And so every, every Halloween we give them pumpkins I was going to ask
0: about the pumpkins. Do they really like pumpkins or is it just for the photo op?
1: It depends. So the Nile crocodiles we found far and away will eat the entire pumpkin. They love it. They'll come back for more. They love the pumpkins. And so alligators, some of them like it and some of them don't. Um, Saltwater crocodiles, other kinds of crocodiles don't necessarily like it. Every now and then a Cuban crocodile will eat it. But, you know, it's just their taste buds and it depends on what they like. But the Nile crocodiles love the pumpkins. They eat the whole thing every year.
0: Wow. Wow. That sounds absolutely delicious.
1: And pumpkins (laughs) are a natural dewarmer. So all wildlife eats pumpkins if there are pumpkins around. So if there were any sort of parasites or any sort of worms, which I'm sure we don't have, but it would help them purge all of that. That's why wolves and squirrels and all those animals eat pumpkin.
0: Interesting. Wow. (laughs) Um, you, I, (laughs) I'm sure that you have learned way more about, uh, crocodiles and alligators than maybe a lot of scientists who like, you know, have PhDs studying this.
1: Well, it, it, there is definitely, um, let's see, there are some hurdles with, uh, the zoo and animal park community Mm. and the scientific community, they're always that right. Like different, different strokes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I've done a pretty good job of kind of merging those two. I mean, there are some things I see in our park every day that if you read a book on alligators or crocodiles, they would say, this is absolutely not true. This could never happen. Blah, blah, blah. But if I see it, like, "Mm, I don't
0: know. You know, I'm, (laughs) I'm curious over the years I've, I've interviewed a lot of people who are animal trainers with uh, zoos or circuses Mm -hmm. or or movies who mostly work with mammals. And, you know, Uh you always talk about, you know, whether it's a cat or an elephant, they always talk about it's got a personality. It's, it's got uh, emotional states. Um, Do you say the same about cold blooded creatures Do reptiles have personalities and emotional states uh, the way we think of, uh, you know, maybe cats or horses?
1: So they absolutely have personalities 100%. Mm. And I I think even science would back up that statement. Um, When it comes to emotion, I can't say because, so science is going to tell you that no, (laughs) like that they don't have emotions.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know that they necessarily have emotions, but I do know that they have good days and bad days. Sometimes they're interested in stuff and sometimes Mm. they're not. And sometimes they want to do stuff with us and sometimes they don't. So Mm -hmm. if you consider that emotional, like, like I see them get excited if you consider exciting excitement and emotion. Um, And it just depends. Like, you know, they kind of match energy with you sometimes. So Mm -hmm. if you go in and you're quiet and you're not really like into what's going on they're they're just going to kind of, kind of match that. But if you go in and you're super excited and you know, you're talking loud to them and you're very animated, they seem to, Behave in the same way. So mm. I don't know what science would consider that, but I consider it, um, if not emotional, definitely moody.
0: Mm. That's really interesting. Um, I've got tons more questions for you, but I want to jump into our comments because we've got some, some folks with some things to say. Um, that uh, Slista uh, Robinson wanted to say that you are one of the coolest people ever. You do huge things for Gatorland and for the people uh savannah is so awesome and go get her she strives to be like that in every way uh and and kayla pew also says that you are her hero and inspiration
1: oh i love you kayla
0: and uh david Sutton had a question i i did not know about this apparently there was a theme park called bible land that was built even before gatorland right next to gatorland uh Mm -hmm. have you ever heard of any remnants or uh any remainders uh is anyone of the staff there still remember bible land
1: i haven't personally heard of bible land i I remember remember that one holy land yeah holy land experience
0: i remember wasn't uh, there
1: like one called splendid china as well oh yes
0: splendid china i think that is where um the Margaritaville Resort is now. I okay. Think. There's a there's a whole history of lost things. They finally tore down the Mystery Fun House. Do you remember and that? I and remember Zanadu. Zanadu. House. Xanadu. House of the future.
1: Okay, tell me if you ever heard of this one because this is one I went to just recently. It is abandoned, Florida, but uh the Cypress Knee Museum.
0: No, oh, that's a deep cut. Wow. So there's
1: a Cypress Knee Museum. I think it's in Palmdale. Um, where this guy collected all these cypress knees and he kind of like cypress knees. If you don't know what those are, depending on where you're, they're kind of like the roots that grow up in the air so that the cypress trees can breathe. Mm. So they're kind of like snorkels, but sometimes like let's say somebody put a glass bottle and the glass bottle is there and then the cypress knee will grow around it. So this guy had all these amazing cypress knees in this, in this museum And uh, I guess someone broke in and stole all his best ones, and he had to end up closing it down. But it's still there. Oh, it's still there. So I went there.
0: Ooh, so you were doing some urban exploring, or suburban exploring. exploring. Well, uh, I don't want you to uh, out yourself to the cops, but uh, have have you uh, have you been any other neat places like that?
1: I was in Xanadu Home of the Future, but the cops actually came and made me leave right <laughs> before it got torn down, um, which was just an incredible place. Like, it's such a shame it's not there anymore, you know?
0: I, um, this is a whole nother side of you uh i did not know we have to hook you up with the uh the the bright suns films guy who guys who do all the uh uh explore abandoned malls and theme parks and stuff well if you you're go do a documentary for, with them
1: well i go out looking for like snakes and you know lizards and uh-huh. whatever you can find in florida because florida has so many invasive species which you know you can mm. say for or not for whatever you say they're here to stay um mm. When I go out looking for these things, and sometimes I pop up in these weird spots where I'm like, whoa, this used to be this.
0: Mm, That's amazing. Um, So speaking of popping up in weird spots, uh, I know as the ambassador from Gatorland, you get to take some of the residents outside of Gatorland. For various events. I know I, yes. uh, I saw you uh, a while back at uh, the premiere of the movie Crawl, uh, yes. holding a baby gator in a movie theater. Uh, yeah. what, are, what are some of the unique or interesting places that you've taken these creatures or experiences that you've had taking them out into the world?
1: Um, so taking it to a, a movie premiere was pretty great, uh, especially since it was an alligator movie. We got to walk the red carpet, and I got to have a little alligator there with me, so that was amazing. Um, I took one time we did, I, I went to Beer Fest, like the Weekly did Beer Fest, and I took a little baby yeah. alligator, and it was cold with you oh. know there, but he was a teeny little guy. And the most interesting question that I got at Beer Fest, mm. and and it was was this over and over again hey don't you think he's cold out here and my answer to that is hey did you know they live outside
0: <laughs> they don't usually have heated houses to go over. right to.
1: <laughs> so uh so that was that was uh, kind of a fun day i i and it may have had something to do with it being at beer fest but either way
0: <laughs> uh, yeah the the beer probably contributed to the <laughs> dumb question <laughs> um well, you you've uh, answered so much, and I feel like uh, we could keep going on. But um, what I really wanted to talk to you about was uh, your your mission of advocacy uh, for these creatures. Uh, you know, we have a big impact. Those of us who live in Central Florida, our our lifestyle in, impacts their wild environment, um, and so I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about. Folks who are listening to this, especially those who live here in Florida, what are things that we should be doing and could be doing uh, to support the work that you do?
1: Well, I'm, I'm not guessing that uh, development's going to slow down anytime
0: soon. So, <laughs> Probably not.
1: Um, so and, and, and to be fair, that's part of the issue, you know, so Gatorland Global and Gatorland had Gatorland Global is our conservation arm. But we have a program in place. So let's say you're an alligator and you lived in the same pond for 50 years, 60 years. Nobody ever bothered you. You didn't bother anybody. Everything was fine and your life was great. Well, all of a sudden you're surrounded by some really, really big apartment complex, Mm -hmm. right? So you were here first and, and we get all that. But what happens is when people come, it's not so much the Floridians, people that are from Florida or people that have lived here for a long time you know, they love to see a big alligator swimming by and as you as long as you don't feed it, then it it very rarely becomes an issue. Hmm. But people from other states that come to Florida or new coming to Florida or visiting Florida, you know, you can't feed wild alligators. It's against the law. If you do it, that's where the problems start. Um, You know, big alligators like that we love to take in if the trapper wants to work with us. We're happy to bring them in. But basically, I feel like it's common sense, but I'll say it anyways. Don't go near the water's edge (laughs) with your pets. Uh, Look for signs. If the sign says alligators are in there, just assume alligators are in there. You don't need to go around the sign and check for yourself. Like if there's a sign there, someone's already done the work for you. So just,
0: I've I've always said that any puddle of water deeper than an inch in Florida might have an alligator. Just assume that you know yeah, especially absolutely. you're out walking your dog don't don't walk walk your dog along the water's edge no matter you know if it's, if it's ever than because the
1: dog is the size of like a raccoon and that's a natural prey for an alligator you know mm. we've had a lot of alligator issues this year in the state of florida um mm-hmm. and i think it's probably because it's heating up so much faster than it normally does like it's been so hot already in february you know, getting into March now and, you know, breeding season might be starting a little early because of that. Um, so everybody just needs to be really careful, pay attention to your surroundings, look for slides. Like if you, if you walk down to the water and you see something like this, where something's been coming in and out, yeah. chances are it could be an alligator. Like if you see a big mound somewhere, or if you see hatchlings somewhere, stay away from it. Cause there's probably a mom nearby.
0: Mm. So uh if if you live here in Florida, maybe you're new to the area and you wake up and go into your backyard or go out to your pool and you've got a gator swimming around in it. Uh yeah, who you gonna who FWC. you gonna call?
1: FWC, don't call us because we can't do anything.
0: All right. <laughs> That's good to know. So do you guys get phone calls? People calling the the the, the park saying, Hey, Every I've got a gator. Day.
1: Yeah, and, and I appreciate it because, you know, that just means that Gatorland is synonymous with alligators. Mm-hmm. Um, but these alligators that are in these areas, the way that it's set up in the state of Florida is a trapper will get a sign. The trapper goes to trap the alligator. The trapper has various choices in what he can do with the alligator. He could keep it himself, euthanize it, sell off meat and hide. He could sell it to a hunting camp. He could sell it to a farm or he could bring it to Gatorland. If he brings it to Gatorland, we pay a little bit more uh, than what these other places would pay. Mm -hmm. So hope with the hopes that we get more alligators, not that we can take them all. But, you know, again, like if it's an alligator that's been minding its own business and, you know, every since, you know, since the tragedy earlier this year with the old lady and the alligator, like, you know, people are calling in every single Mm -hmm. alligator they see and every single alligator you see is not a nuisance alligator. Just, mm-hmm. like, let them do their thing. Let them swim away. Take pictures from afar. Like, just don't bother them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, that's really, really great advice. Um, what uh, kind of events or projects do you have coming up that, uh, that people can get involved with or should be looking forward to?
1: So my last trip was in January and that was to Jamaica. So we work with, um, with the people that are in Jamaica. We work with a sanctuary called the, the Holland Bay jam croc sanctuary, which is a Mm. sanctuary for crocodiles in Jamaica. So I was there in January. We did health assessments of a bunch of animals and those animals will be released back into Jamaica because their population is uh, declining. Mm. Um, And then in April, Oh, so at Gatorland right now, we just got a new splash park and we have a crock rock. So we have this ah. huge rock that you can climb to the top of. Once you get to the top of the rock, you get to go over a suspension bridge and you get to go on a zip line. So it's a crazy Ooh. thing. I still can't get to the top of it yet. I've is been this something for
0: uh, adults and kids? Yeah, for adults okay. and kids. Yeah. And is, so this, it's a uh, lot is this part of the park or is this like the zip line that's an extra charge?
1: It's a it's an extra charge I'm not sure how much it is but it's like a 3 in 1 sort of package. So cool. you climb the rock, get to the top, go to the other side, walk the suspension bridge and then zip line at oh. the end of it. So That's- it's like a it's like a partial zip line but you uh-huh. also got this big rock to climb. I wish I could get to the top of the rock, but I get scared halfway up there. high. Uh-huh. I-
0: Are you uh <laughs> do you have uh, a safety line or anything? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that'll yeah. be it will be fine. What's the worst thing? I mean, the out?
1: most fun I gotta is when try you that. can't make it and you jump off. So <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, then it's just embarrassing. But, you know, you're not going to get hurt. Uh, but I am going to South
1: effort. Africa as part oh, of our wow. conservation effort. I'm going to South Africa mid-April. Mm. And I'm going to do some really neat things that I never thought I'd find myself doing. Um, I'm going to a rhino orphanage to talk with some people there that are saving baby rhinos because their parents have been poached for their horns Mm. um we may or may not do some rhino dehorning if you don't know what that is it's where you like they cut the rhinos horn off because the horn is the only thing that the poachers think is of value to them Mm. um so if they don't have a horn chances are they get to live a longer life Mm. uh we're collaring some lionesses for tracking purposes um and doing something with elephants i'm not quite sure yet Mm -hmm. and then we're walking pangolin if you don't know what a pangolin is Mm. it's like this little teeny like it looks like a gigantic roly-poly and it's one of the most trafficked animals in the world so when they have babies you have to walk them and teach them how to catch their own food Mm. right like you can't hold them and feed them you got to walk them so they learn and so we're gonna do some of that, but it's a, gonna be the trip of a lifetime. I'm very, sounds, very and of course I'm gonna see some big crocodiles.
0: That sounds incredible. I know that uh, you've done a lot of stuff streaming on social media and you know live on Facebook. Uh, are people gonna be able to follow uh, any of your adventure online?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. The thing Where can is they find a, you? Uh, so you can find me at Savannah Bone on Instagram on TikTok. Um, Our YouTube channel is called Gatorland Vlogs and that YouTube channel, like if you just go subscribe to that YouTube channel, like all the money from that channel goes to all of these projects we're working on. All the money from all of our social media goes to all of these projects we're working on. So uh, anybody that subscribes or follows us, if you follow Gatorland, it's at Gatorland underscore Orlando. Um, We're always doing great stuff. We're always out in our community as well as communities throughout the world
0: that's wonderful um well this has been a really fantastic interview i want to thank you so much for nice. your time uh before we wrap it up is there anything else that you would like to tell folks or say to your fans we have uh you know the feedback in in our uh chat in our comments are great um uh people say you know they can't wait to see your vlogs from south africa Uh, and, uh, you know, thanks to you, uh, folks are advocates (laughs) for alligator and crocodile conservation, which is a great thing to hear.
1: And that's what it is. It's just love. Like, I love that animal and hopefully people that love me will love these animals and be safe this year in Florida. Like be careful out there, pay attention to your surroundings. I can't say that enough. Um, you know, watch where you're walking, watch where you're swimming, like don't take your dogs to the water's edge, like just be smart about it. And, you know, because this year, it's it's been a lot different than in the past few years. So everybody needs to be really, really careful and use a lot of caution this year.
0: Absolutely. Um, Savannah, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to you. Thank and you. thank you uh, to Gatorland for sharing you with us today. Um, I, before I go, Uh, It is time for us to hear a brief word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. Okay. Once again, I want to thank you for joining us for this very special bonus episode of the podcast, this interview with Savannah Bowen from Gatorland. Uh, Thank you to MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I want to remind everyone, as always, to please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify. If you want to find more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine, you can find me at the UG Series on Twitter, at The Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at the unofficialguides.com. And as always, the whole Attractions team is here for you at attractionsmagazine.com, at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions on Instagram, youtube.com slash Attractions Magazine, and at Attractions on TikTok. That's uh, a mouthful. Is it I, one of these days I'm going to memorize it all <laughs> instead of having to read it? You uh, know what you
1: should do is just say, go to our link tree.
0: Link tree. <laughs> link tree. Thank you so much, Savannah. This has been great. We should have you back uh, sometime. Maybe we can do something live with you in person. Oh, so, that'd be uh, great. You can we introduce have our, you to some have, of we, our friends. We have
1: a big, big uh, <laughs> event coming up for the Florida Man Challenge. So maybe you should come out to that.
0: That, that sounds great. We will definitely uh, talk about that. And until next time, we hope that you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun, and we'll see you again. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you.